Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. Woohoo! Hi, Catherine. Hello. Hi, Jordan. Hello. How are y'all? Super. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a beautiful day. I'm excited to be here and talk to y'all today. We're happy, happy to have here. you. Yes. On so many levels. On the podcast, you're the newest artist in residence at Hearts Need Art. And mm-hmm. I just want to throw so you sent some of your artwork to us. And I just want to throw a couple of them up here right at the beginning because, I mean, amazing. Like, look at this. Thank you. Like, this looks like a photograph, which I'm guessing it is not. But, well, like, what is this? So what, what, is, what's happening here? Let me kind of explain a bit what's going on. So that is a digital drawing of my actual hand. I just kind of looked at a picture. And it's a realistic realism style, um, kind of incorporating some surrealist imagery as well, kind of with the butterflies coming to the hand and you're in like this cosmic space. It was to kind of illustrate just life as I knew it, which was having my palm wide open and opportunities will come, go, people will come and go. And I kind of wanted to illustrate that feeling is you kind of, you have to kind of leave your hand wide open. You can present yourself to the world and what, what comes and lays on your palm, you can welcome it. Or if it flies away, you, you say goodbye, you know? Wow. Yes, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) For people that aren't watching, that's such a great description of it too. I I feel like they'd be able to visualize um, what that piece looks like. Any other ones you wanted to show right off the bat? I mean, do you have a favorite in there? You can see them, right? Do you want to show one? Are you talking to me? Oh, me. Okay. That's me. How about this one? <laughs> That's one of my favorite self-portraits. So I had not done a self-portrait since maybe I was in elementary school or middle school. I did like a cubism piece. This is my modern take. Um, it's a digital drawing. I kind of incorporated some philosophical aspects as well something called kintsugi, which is a Japanese art form that ties together broken pieces of pottery with a gold substance. And it's to Mm -hmm. illustrate the fact that we may be broken in places and pieces in our past, but you can actually be more valuable because that you've learned so much in the process. And that art form, that kintsugi, it actually, those pieces of pottery and become more valuable because of that gold um, substance intertwined. So I wanted to put that to myself because at 24 years old, I have been through some things. I know I have a lot more to experience ahead of me, but I have learned from many of the valleys of my life that we can put the broken pieces back together and rise again. That's beautiful. Thank you. Now your, I want to hear about your, background but you've said a couple things about your love of like digital art and we just had our gala where people were able to uh donate to us specifically for ipads for Mm. digital art yeah um so we're excited that you're going to be joining us in the hospital and working with patients with digital art can you uh i guess we'll start with like your background and how you fell in love with art and why yeah for sure so um, I'm excited about joining Heartseed Art and incorporating my art there. But to start off, I I want to talk about kind of my, my upbringing. So art has been a part of who I am ever since I can remember. And 
I started out in elementary school doing drawings for people. Um, they would give me like $5 and I draw their favorite superhero. Through elementary school and middle school, I became like Jordan, the one who draws. Um, <laughs> and I was even, I believe it was a superlative as well, like runner up, like the most artistic. I was like, people know my name. <laughs> I was surprised. So it was very much, I think, introverted um, growing up because, you know, I was just like, I was just the artsy kid, you know? And so I kind of kept myself, did my drawings and people knew me that way. But art has been a way I've been connecting with people since I was younger. For example, my grandmother, she had a lot of instances where she was staying in the hospital for periods of time. And when I was young, I would create like motivational posters and drawings for her hospital stay. And that she told me that really like got her through her, those moments that were really difficult. And I've just found myself in the realm of bringing art into this, into the medical field. Like I would do um, murals for an orthodontic office all through college. I would do like little, little cards sending to the hospital for patients and their stay there, especially during COVID when, you know, isolation was big and, you know, quarantine was happening and patients' families couldn't see them. So we could send a letter and a custom drawing and, and text to them and that I got feedback that that was so really impacting. And it's just been something I found engaging with has been really meaningful for me and not just doing it in the healthcare setting, but also just for the community. So I'm an artist here in San Antonio, Texas, and I do commissions for people who reach out to me who are interested in maybe bringing an idea to life. And for me, it's something I can connect to people with that, which is lasting, that that piece of artwork will stay with them, that feeling that's invoked will will be there when they look at it. And for me, it's something I can, I can be able to connect with people really well. And so I, I think art has just been a part of who I am for ever since I can remember, but I have just different parts of who I am too as well. So I went to college with the, and to get my medical humanities degree, um, which intertwines kind of looking at health in a holistic way through an interdisciplinary lens. And I found that art is just really integral to, you know, tending to ourselves as a whole being or not just looking at the biological components that are putting our body at disequilibrium, but the psychological social areas of our life are just as important. And art is a way to tend to that. And so that's kind of how I got involved and found Heartseed Art. And um, I'm really excited to bring my take on art into the into the healthcare field again. Wow. <laughs> I think there were most of those words I didn't even know what they were. But um, what are you most excited about doing when, like, in the hospital? What's, what's, what are you most excited about? Um, you said that, you know, people, people come to you and commission you for things. And in this environment that you'll be in, in the hospital, you're sort of doing cold calls and knocking on doors. I always call it, it's like a game show. Like you don't know what's behind door number one and it could be anything. So what are you, what are you excited about? Or are there nerves? Maybe, maybe there are nerves or, or how are you feeling about it? I am a little nervous kind of, you know, putting your, yourself out there a little bit more is you can hear a lot of no's. I'm, I'm kind of expecting that, especially in an environment where art may not be welcome. It could be someone's in a very vulnerable state and they may not be, may not want to engage with art and that's okay. But I, I think I'm most excited with, to give people the opportunity because art, I just think it's an opportunity for us to kind of soothe the body, soothe the mind and, 
you know, I want to give people that ability and that space to say, yeah, maybe today I'll, I'll do some painting or maybe today I'll watch you do some painting. I think you can even get the, like this, the physiological effects of art from even just watching. So I just think I'm really excited to give people that space to say, yeah, maybe art can help me today. And if not, I'm okay with that as well. I just, I think it's a beautiful area to integrate art um, in medicine because I think oftentimes we think that, you know, health is just simply the absence of, you know, illness or disease, but it's also tending to like our mind and our soul and art really, I think, can bridge that. And so I'm really just excited to to bridge medicine and art, I think. Mm. I think a book you could write is, uh, you said something like, uh, maybe art can help me today. And I was like, oh, that would be a really good book title. I love that. I think I might have to come. Yeah, like that would be a a good series here on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Do you feel like that time with your, um, one of the first things you mentioned arts and health wise was that time you spent with your grandmother. Um, Do you feel like that was kind of the catalyst for making that connection? Um, And um, I guess, I know for me, um, I find, I feel like it's such meaningful work when you can provide art in a healthcare environment. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm curious about um, I guess my first question is, yeah, do you feel like that experience with your grandmother was the catalyst for making that connection, realizing you wanted to pursue this? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think in those moments, I was recognizing the energy in the room and the sort of the state my grandmother was in. It was, you know, she didn't really want to talk to anyone. But if I brought her some something uplifting, like quote with my drawings with it, it, it kind of changed the mood, the atmosphere of the of the environment. And I saw that there was a, there was a power there. There was an impact. Um, it was something that we may not even think is applicable. Um, so I think it's it gave me a little bit of insight of like what the power I can bring into the world, into people's lives, and how I can present myself and something that I think I uh, was gifted. I think God blessed me with an opportunity to be able to create because. Um, it's, I think it's just, I'm, I'm privileged to be able to get my emotions out and in a way that um, someone may think is aesthetically pleasing. And even if they don't, I'm okay with it too, because it allows me to just um, connect with myself in a way. So I'm just, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the ability that I can share that with others. Um, so growing up, seeing, seeing my grandmother like that, and then prolonged stays as she um, got near death, um, I, I just saw the impact it can make. And so I wanted to kind of engage with that feeling again of, of having my work be able to bring someone's mood up. Um, something that we really need to highlight more is, you know, when we take our body out of that stress response, we can actually heal more um, because cortisol, high cortisol level suppresses the immune system. It makes us more prevalent um, to very negative health outcomes. Um, and also loneliness is present in, in those hospital stays and in hospice and uh, those rehabilitation centers. So um, being able to kind of mitigate that, I think, is really powerful. And so it's it's basically something I knew I wanted to engage with as I continued my life, because those, this was a, just a similar thing that was revolving since I was young into my early teens and my early adulthood. And I knew this was a path I needed to take. So that's why I kind of sought out 
another avenue to to be able to do that. I can't do that with my grandmother anymore, unfortunately, but I can do that for someone else, someone's mom, someone's grandmother. You know, that's just as important. We're all some we're all somebody to somebody. And it's important to, you know, be able to, you know, really, really hold that emotion, the emotions other people are feeling in a way, in a safe way, being a listening ear or just being, you know, there to create something with someone. And I just think it's super a big opportunity. And so, we are all someone to someone, something or someone to someone. And you're apparently a best friend to Christian who has uh, commented, commented, Christian. and is excited oh, that you're wonderful. on the podcast. Yes, Christian. He's always been a supporter of me since I was in high school. I met him. Um, so quite a few years we've known each other. He's one of my really good friends. Um, it's good to have someone who, you know, is rooting for you. I, I have a couple of good friends who I know want to see you succeed. And I think keeping those people close is really important. Thank you, Christian. <laughs> what do you do for yourself if you're creating all the time? Do you create every day or what's your schedule? And what do you do um, for yourself? Because mm -hmm. I know you do a lot for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's hard to kind of carve out time for yourself, but I know I found out I, I kind of died back into art in around 2020 when the pandemic hit. Um, my undergrad, I kind of silenced art for a long time and it was really to my disadvantage. Um, it kind of made me burned out with all the schooling I was doing and I wanted to continue my education. And I knew I had to kind of take a step back, realize what's important. How do I take care of myself? Um, and so I wish I could say I do art every single day, but I do try and make it a point to do it at least once a week for myself as I'm doing projects for other people because I need the benefits of it, which kind of soothes the mind. It kind of relaxes the body. Sometimes you just want to turn off your brain, you know, and I need that sometimes. Um, so it's very it's, it provides just a really a really nice moment of relaxation. Um, but I am in the pursuit of pursuing a master's program, so I will need to, you know, learn how to manage my emotions, how to manage my time. And this and art, integrating art into my life again has been really revolutionary for just my mental health and how to be, you know, effective in the future roles I will be in. So um, I do try and make it a point like I have my art behind me for those watching. I have my easel right there. I do try and just even if it's for like a few minutes, 20 minutes drawing or digitally drawing, it really just kind of puts me back in the present moment, helps me be a little bit more calmer and I can attend to whatever responsibilities life is throwing at me. So that's one thing I, I kind of make it a point to if I'm starting to feel really overwhelmed, like how do I how do I go about this? And it's really just taking a few minutes even to engage with something artistic or even, you know, going for a walk or something like that. Like I think, or dancing art, dancing is an art form as well. I did that growing up and it's, it, they have a similar physiological effect on us. It's, you're going to, you're going to reap the benefits of that serotonin, those, you know, the good feels. So, um, yeah, I think I've just I've learned throughout the years to hone in on whatever feelings I'm going through. If it's being overwhelmed, to be able to engage with something artistic um, to put me back in the present moment. Do you find yourself um, when you are trying to work through whether it's stress or some like powerful emotion or whatever is going on in your life? Um, do you find that you're drawn to one medium over the other? Um, 
do you feel like one is more freeing to you or? Yes, off the bat, I immediately have an answer for that. So I love digital art. I think it's a very powerful way we can create art quickly without all investing in so many different materials. But I think traditional like oil painting is the most freeing for me just because there's just something with, you know, feeling the paint on your brush, putting it to canvas. It's it's very cathartic, almost like if there's writers out there, they know when they journal, it's like you're moving the emotion through you and you can release it. And um, you're creating something in the process, whether it's mental clarity or a beautiful picture. And so I I really find that doing like traditional oil painting is, you know, it, it feels the best for the body. Um, not to say you can't get that same benefit from digital art, but for me personally, there's just something more palpable there, um, intangible, that I really, it's almost sometimes I crave it. I'm like, I can't wait to get home and, you know, just put some paint to my brush. And it's, it's some, it, I think it's a gift. I think not everyone and everyone can engage with it. You don't have to be the next Picasso. You can, you can do something and not be good at it to enjoy it. You know, so that's something I really try and encourage my friends family, you know, and people even listening, I encourage you, you know, it's pick up a paper, some pencil, color pencils, even you don't even have to have the highest quality material, you can still make something. And so, yeah, I think, I think if someone really wants to take art to the next level, experiment with paintings, such as acrylic, oil painting is a little bit more toxic, the fumes, um, you have to wear some protective material, have a ventilated space, but um, I really love the, the way it kind of humbles me. It brings me to the present moment. I have to work through a lot of like almost fears, you know, cause I'm painting something. It's almost like, Oh, I could mess this up really bad with this next. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, it's kind of scary. Like, what do you do in those moments? Like, and it begs the question of like, how are you going to respond? And I think the, there's a lot of life lessons you can learn in painting which is something maybe not everyone thinks about. And it's something I've realized in the past like two years as I picked up oil painting is, you know, it really makes you confront your fears. It makes you, you know, how do you be humble and be patient that this paint takes forever to dry, you know, it's, and it, and it kind of makes you trust the process. That's a phrase you'll hear a lot for artists, um, like trust the process because it starts out in like ugly stages. That's oh yeah, we, we, we celebrate it. that stage a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in ugly stages a lot in our life. You know, like it's, we want to get to stage like 100, which is say the final product of the piece, but maybe we're in the middle and we can't see what it's going to be like when we're done. But I think there's a lot of beauty in the between. So it's really taught me to kind of just, be more patient with myself and wherever I'm going with life too. Like we're here right now in this moment, this like forever now, you know, and how do we kind of relish in that? It, and it, it's, it's going to put you in like a meditative space. Like you'll look at the world a little differently after and you'll feel a little bit more present and you'll look at, you know, the sunset differently. You'll look at the world around you differently, the faces around you differently, like the way someone's eyes sparkle when they talk about something passionate, they're passionate about. And, um, I just think the like the abilities to like get something life lessons from painting is really endless and it's, and it's an area for self-discovery for people, for myself included. I feel like I've been drawing and painting all my life, but I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to, you know, improve how to, cause I have no traditional training, but I'm learning as I'm going and I try and take notes of like, okay, this is a better way to approach this. And it's, 
it's given me a lot of leverage in my life to be able to apply it to other areas. Um, and I think, and I think that's something someone, everyone can take something from. I have a question, I guess, for both of you. Um, do you each have like suggestions or a short list of like things that you think everybody who everybody should have, if they want to dive into arts, if they want to try, if they have been doing it for a long time, like what are your like must haves for, for both of you, you and Catherine and Jordan? Catherine, do you want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. (laughs) Um, I think, I think you need to allow yourself to have a lot of paper or like whatever you're going to draw or paint on or doodle on. Um, because I think it gives you permission, like by, I, a lot of times I'm like doodling in this cheap (laughs) pad of paper that belongs to my son. Um, but I think just having access to like multiple sheets or whatever it is, gives you permission to mess up and you, Mm. you're not so tight and worried about this has to be the thing I'm going to frame on the wall. Um, and I think it's picking the medium that you that is, I think in the beginning, like pick one that's not so intimidating to you. So it might be like, I always have these markers around, um, it might be a ballpoint pen, um, or like it could be brushes and oil paint, but I think it's um, picking the medium that just d- doesn't cause so much stress in the initial mm. phase. So you can, you're not giving yourself another barrier to <laughs> get over. That's why I like erasable pens. <laughs> Because even the pen, I need to make sure it can go away. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think you don't want to kind of intimidate yourself. You don't want to, like, look at something and be, and be discouraged. I think this is an area, if anything, it was supposed to be welcoming. Um, it's supposed to be lighthearted. Or if sometimes it could be the complete opposite. You're trying to get through a complex motion and put it on a page. But usually it should be an environment that you want to enter into. And so I think I totally agree. I think starting simple is usually the best way and then slowly push the bounds of like your um, creative ability so you can be in that growth state. Um, for me, I, I remember acrylic paint was really hard at one point and because of the fast drying time and, you know, how do I shade? And but you, you slowly learn how to get through that. And then it's beca- it becomes, how do I go beyond this? And, you know, make it more, look more professional or, you know, you know, push yourself in a way like what medium haven't I tried? And um, so I think like the must haves for someone is to start simple and that could be paper and colored pencil. I I also do color pencil art and you can get really, really detailed with that, too, Mm -hmm. or you could keep it really simple. So I think I think just having those like quick supplies to get you to get you started and then being patient with yourself as you're learning because the learning curve is kind of big sometimes in certain areas, but it shouldn't discourage you to keep going. And I think I also must have on side um, other than material is don't compare yourself, like stay in your kind of lane for a little while. I get, I succumb to this a lot because I see so many amazing artists locally and, you know, like around the world. And I'm like, I want to be like them one day. And it's, it could get me to a point where I don't even want to create because it's like, you get in that very nihilistic state, like, like, what's the point? I'm not that good. I don't know if I'll ever be that good. And it's like, that's, that shouldn't even be a conversation within this area. It's because if you make something, you're an artist. So it's 
kind of being patient with yourself in that in whatever sort of beginner simple state you're in. Hmm. I have one more thing to add. Uh, I thought of while you were speaking is um, I think it's paying attention to to maybe the things when you were younger that brought you joy, like there's something about going down the art aisle and it's like, whether it's a fresh box of crayons or it was the colored pencils or it was the little watercolor, like I think paying attention, those are clues, I feel like, to things that maybe used to bring you joy that maybe at some point, some you know, you got in your head or someone told you you weren't good at it. Um, those can be really good kind of breadcrumbs to help you find your way back to reopening that part of yourself. Absolutely. Was there something that either of you tried that you would never do again? Or you're like, I was like, this didn't turn out how I wanted. I wasn't, like you said, like something you're drawn to, something that you like are comfortable with. Has there ever been something that you just were not comfortable with? I think I'm three-dimensionally challenged. So if you, <laughs> uh, like if you give me clay, it's, yeah, that's <laughs> difficult. Not that I won't do it. it it's um, actually, I think having Michael who's six and his Play-Doh has kind of helped me get over some of that. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say because I feel like I'm still experimenting. Uh, like I want to get into like sculpture art and see what that's like. But I may feel like, oh, this is not for me. Um, I did kind of grapple with some like assemblage sculpture when I did a window display um, for a local company in San Antonio. And that was really challenging. And I was like, I don't know if I'll ever do that again, <laughs> but it was challenging in a good way. Right. So there was, it was, there was two parts to it. I was like, I don't know if I ever want to do that, but then it was also, I should, I should keep going. I should expand that. Cause who knows what I could do in like two or three years from now. But, um, I think, I think that's something I'm still exploring, but I would like to stay, and expand in like areas I'm currently in. Like I'm really just trying to master like oil painting if I'll ever master, I don't, never, I don't think you ever master it, but um, oil painting and digital. So I'll, I'll have to come back to you on that because there's, there's something that I'm just like, I'll be like, no way. <laughs> I mean, that's a good segue because uh, Jordan is brand new to Hearts New Arts. She's just starting to go into the hospital to work with patients. And so we wanted to bring you on here really before you began so we can kind of track what you are doing in, in the hospital and with patients and what you're learning. And so you'll be back every once in a while, hopefully on the podcast to yeah. kind of update people on, on what it's like what it's to going. be working in the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to keep a journal. I'll let y'all know everything, like how I was feeling, how the, like how the environment was. Cause I think it's like also a, like an opportunity to like see in action, how art can really affect someone like in mm -hmm. that moment. Or, you may, or maybe when I come back the next week, I'll hear a story of how it impacted them that week. And that's something I don't think I, I've been able to kind of research and for myself. So I think it's it's something really unique. Great. I'm so excited that you're here. You. Um, how can people uh, connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so I have an art Instagram. I'm working on making a website and expanding. I am pretty new in the art world. So um, it's, it takes a little time to build. But my my uh, Instagram is just Jordan Ruiz Art. It's J-O-R-D-Y-N. Um, R-U-I-Z art. And that's where you can find me and what I'm working on, what's my latest and how you can contact me if you ever want anything custom made. Um, I have people just message me there. I also have a Facebook at Jordan Reese art where you can reach me as well. 
but for now, that's where you can find me um, and maybe hear a little bit more, too, when yes. uh, we talk about the journey and you can learn a little bit more about me in that process as well. It's interesting when someone says they're new to the art world, so they're not great. And this is the stuff that they <laughs> pull out <laughs> to show you of how they're still oh. learning, still figuring out if I'm good at this art thing or not. So I've maybe, tried. Maybe new, new to the, like putting your art out there, but not new to the practice of no, it. Clearly yes. not. Oh, yeah. You guys have to go check out um, Jordan's Instagram and take take a look at some of her, her work. It's really Can good. we put some of these on our Instagram, Jordan? Absolutely, yes. Okay, right, cool. Thank you. All right, everyone. We have to go because we have kids to pick up from school. <laughs> so we thank you all for watching yes. and you. listening. Jordan, I will literally see you tomorrow in the hospital. Yes. Yes. And uh, Catherine. Oh, we have comments. Let's see what our comments are. Are they good? Oh, we've got some hearts. Flaming heart. And and Alex says she's amazing. And we agree, Alex. Yes. We agree. Thanks for right, being everyone. here. Yes. Thank you all so much. This is great talking with y'all. We will uh, see you all next time. Keep creating, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, and hosted by Richard Wilmore and Catherine Parsini. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking because of something you've heard on this podcast.